Oh my gosh, I'm adopting a puppy right now. But I realize what's at home. Oh no, I have nothing. Well, except unconditional love. But yeah, no crate, no pee pee pads, no dental chews for his little puppy teeth. Before I doubt myself as a new parent, I just get Instacart to deliver everything from PetSmart. Easy, just like raising a puppy is going to be, right? Get Pet Essentials from PetSmart with Instacart. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Hello and welcome to History for Weirdos. We are your hosts, Andrew and Stephanie. And each week, we're going to take you on a journey into the strange, obscure, and relentlessly entertaining corners of human history. Now listen up, friends, because it's about to get weird. Welcome back, weirdos, to another History for Weirdos episode. And this time, it's a little bit of a special one. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous. You're nervous? Yeah, because it's been a little while. It's been a little, it's been a hot minute, I guess. It's been a hot minute. We are so sorry for that, weirdos, but it is all for good reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what makes the episode special. Yes, absolutely. We're going to talk about a little bit about why we've been gone for a couple weeks and what you all can expect moving forward. Yes, at least just for the short term. Yeah. Stephanie has some really exciting news that she may or may not share. It's, I'm working on a project. It's unfortunately not history related. Yes, that is correct. So already fairly lame <laughs> but I, I wouldn't say lame necessarily <laughs> but um i'm working on a project and i will be able to share with you all more um once i'm able to i know that sounds super <laughs> so mysterious yeah, i know oh hey guys she's moonlighting as a hit woman yes and i'll be able to do a spin-off <laughs> podcast all about it no that's not it um <laughs> I'm working on a really, really cool project, and because of that, it's taking up, like, oh my god, so much of my time. Like, all of your time, basically. All of my time for the next couple of months, and I'm really excited to be able to share more once it's uh, closer to complete, but we were thinking over the next couple of months with my workload essentially being a lot higher, we are going to do shorter form episodes, so we're going to experiment with shorter episodes for the next couple of months. It's not permanent. Um, but we rather do that than have to miss more episodes moving forward. And we also want to hear from you all, from the weirdos out there, if you like short episodes, if that's something we should incorporate more often in the future, Mm. please let us know because this podcast is obviously, uh, it's about the relationship we have with you listeners out there. So we want to hear your feedback. Absolutely. It is very special and we do, we do hold in very high regard. Yes, we do. And then another one of the reasons this episode is special and oh. another another one of the reasons that we missed a week was because since you all have last heard our lovely voices, Andrew turned 30. Yes. Yay! I am now officially an old man. He's officially ancient history himself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love studying ancient history and now I am ancient history. Yeah. Andrew Much turned- to like the chagrin of like my grandparents. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're like, no. No, you are not old. Please yeah. stop saying that. Yeah. 
But we were celebrating Andrew's birthday weekend, which Andrew typically is not a birthday weekend person. You're not a big birthday person. No. This time, I even accepted that this is a bigger one simply because I turned 30. Yeah, huge milestone. How do you feel being 30? I feel like I can't handle my liquor nearly as well. (laughs) Um, And I'm constantly (laughs) sore. Uh, So, yeah, it's going well. I think that sounds... (laughs) Very on track. <laughs> Very on brand. <laughs> Very on brand. I'm glad to hear it. Um, do you want to tell them the big thing that we did for your birthday? Do you want to share? Yes, yes. This is uh, not history related either, but it was really cool. But it was, re- yeah, it was. It was very cool. Uh, my mom, so shout out to my mom, she got us mm-hmm. a gift where we got to take a private helicopter tour of kind of like the South Bay of LA. Yeah, it was so cool. It was cool. so cool. I mean, I had never seen, like, you know, I've, I've it's so funny. I've flown so many times, especially being an ex-consultant. You're, you're just always on the road. But having like a helicopter tour of, and being sort of low, mm-hmm. um, and actually kind of going slow and seeing parts of the city was really kind of a, just a wonderful experience. And then we went over um, through, if you're familiar with Los Angeles, we went... Pass like through Torrance Beach, around Palos Verdes, and into Long Beach. Yeah. So we saw the Queen Mary. Yeah, exactly. And the Long Port of Long Beach, um, fun fact, is one of the largest ports in the entire world, and I think yeah. it is might be the largest port in the United States. It like I like you said. Obviously, we've flown out of here before, but it when we were in the helicopter, I was like, this is massive. It's insane. Yeah, it was a really cool experience. The helicopter, you guys, was really small it was it looked like a toy and it felt not very concrete (laughs) yeah and stephanie like the moment basically we leave and we're like getting back to the car she's like i couldn't stop thinking about kobe bryant and i was like so i had a i i sometimes have panic attacks um i'm a therapist so i do have tools in my toolbox to manage through them but as we got off the ground and we were above the city the, literally the only thing that flashed through my mind was, this is how Kobe Bryant died. And then I had a mini panic attack while Andrew's like talking to the pilot, laughing, having a good time. <laughs> they're bonding. They're being bros. And I was like, breathe in for four. Hold for four. Breathe out for four. <laughs> like I was trying to really contain my anxiety to not ruin the birthday surprise. And luckily it passed because panic attacks always pass. And then I was able to enjoy the rest of the helicopter uh, ride. It was really cool experience. It was very. I, I, that's not something I would have ever gotten myself, but yeah. I'm glad that someone got it for me. Yeah, so thanks, it was, mom. It was very sweet. And then that brings us to the other thing we did for your birthday, which is we participated in a bit of local history. Yes. And that is what this episode will be on. So you all, we stayed at. The Georgian Hotel in Santa Monica for Andrew's birthday. Uh, I'm from Santa Monica, so I grew up going by this very iconic uh, bright blue and yellow Art Deco building on the coast, essentially. Yeah, it's on uh, ocean. It's on ocean. It's right there in front of the water, the big cliffs of Santa Monica. Um, I walked by it probably a million times, and I've never been inside And then for Andrew's birthday, I got us a room for the weekend. It was so fun. And after I booked, I Googled the hotel because I was trying to call them to ask them something. And the first thing that popped up was like, haunted hotel, the Georgian. And I was like, (laughs) 
Oh, shit. (laughs) Are we staying in a haunted hotel? And we did. And we did. We absolutely did. We absolutely did. So I'm going to tell you all a bit about the history of this hotel, and you can decide for yourselves by the end of this episode if it's haunted. haunted, Okay. When also, just like, even besides the haunting part, it is kind of, it was a staple of Santa Monica. Like, early in, like, it was surrounded by forest. Yeah, I'm going to get to that. Okay, sorry. Stealing my thunder. I'm stealing your thunder. I'm sorry. I'll I'll shut up now. (laughs) (laughs) No, please. There's a podcast going. Don't shut up. (laughs) Um, So the hotel, again, the Georgian Hotel in Santa Monica, was built in 1933, which is very old for LA. Yes. If we have any folks that are listening on the East Coast or in Europe... You're probably laughing that we think that's old, but that's very old yeah. for us. For LA, that's very, especially Santa Monica mm-hmm. to boot. It's incredibly old. It was the first skyscraper in Santa Monica. Oh, and it's so cute because it's so not a skyscraper. It's not a skyscraper, but the people at the time were like, wow, that's massive. Um, it was designed as a retreat for Los Angeles's elite and was tucked away in the woods along the coast, which we learned while we were at the hotel that it was... it's. If you've never been, Ocean uh, Street in Santa Monica is populated with beautiful like hotels and condos and restaurants, and it's very crowded. Traffic there sucks. It's horrible. It's horrible, but it's really beautiful, and it was so insane to think of it being like a densely wood, a dense wood before. Yeah. Before all of that. So that's not the thing. That's not what you'd think. That's no. the, the last thing that you would think looking at that street. Mm-hmm. At the time that it was built, this location actually would have been really secluded, and that was intentional. It was meant to be very secluded and very exclusive. Damn. (laughs) Not anymore. It is not secluded now. Um, It was originally owned by Judge Harry Board, and he commissioned a local famous architect called Mr. Eugene Dufresne to construct it in the grand Art Deco style. So, um, and to this day, it's still mm-hmm. in the Art Deco style, as I mentioned, and it's bright blue and yellow. Andrew and I both love Art Deco, we do. by the way. And for those of you uh, who don't know what it is, I did look up the definition of what this style is. It's a style of architecture, art, and jewelry known for being symmetrical, geometric, streamlined, often very simple, balanced, pleasing to the eye. And it was a style that was started in France just before World War One, And it was really like popularized in the 1920s, right? The yeah. The Roaring Twenties. Exactly. So yeah. we actually, just before recording this, we just finished Downton Abbey. Yes. And a lot of the dresses and the architecture that you see when they do the scenes in London is very Art Deco. Yeah, especially in the, the latter part of the <clears throat> series. Mm-hmm. So, back to the hotel. It was a speakeasy. During Prohibition and became known for just this uh, this sentence. It was known for, quote, martinis and jazz along the beach. How awesome does that sound? I know. I really wish I could have seen it in its heyday. Oh, my God. Martinis and jazz along the beach. Um, So lots of famous folks obviously frequented this joint. This joint right here. This joint, yes. (laughs) Like Clark Gable and Carol Lombard. (laughs) Other famous patrons were Bugsy Siegel and Fatty Arkbuckle. Bugsy Siegel. Bugsy Siegel was um, a gangster. He right? was. And you know what's interesting? He, um, I'm, ooh, I shouldn't say this because I'm not 100% certain, but 
I do know that he was very involved in the early portions of Las Vegas, and I literally mm. just came back from Las Vegas a few hours ago. It's all connected, It's man. all connected, man. It grows to the top. It goes all the way to the top, yeah. So Clark Gable, Carol Lombard, Bugsy Siegel, and the last one that I mentioned was Fatty Arbuckle. Fatty was a comedian, and he was once the highest paid actor in the world, but his career abruptly ended when he was accused of a murder in San Francisco, California. Wait, wasn't he the guy that... There's that one TV show um, that took mm. place like in the 30s? Oh my gosh, it's about the guy who's... The a detective. De- detective. It's the remake, the show he's normally a judge back in the day. <gasps> oh no, why am I forgetting? It's his name. Oh no! No, this is like... Yes, I think he's the actor that they reference when they catch yes. him in a scandalous scene having uh, you know, sex with someone that he's not married to and there's a lot of like food play involved. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he... Perry Mason. Perry Mason, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the actor they're referencing in Perry Mason. Yes. Um, he, like I said, huge, huge star. It would It's a potential episode one of us could do in the future is mm-hmm. the story of... Fatty Arkbuckle and how his career crumbled. Right. Um, I will say accused of murder. I don't... From what I remember of the case, I think they did an episode on it in My Favorite Murder. It. What I remember is they... It didn't sound like he actually murdered someone. It was just it was lazy just, police work. And it just sounded really good in the newspapers. Wow. Um, but there was a death, unfortunately, involved. So he was one biggest, highest paid actor in the world. He frequented the hotel where we stayed along with some gangsters and some other actors, right? Just us on a Tuesday, you know. That's us. That's it was the... a, actually a Saturday, but whatever. Yeah, that's the crowd we hang out with. Gangsters. <laughs> then, in the 40s and 50s, Santa Monica experienced a very big economic boom, as did a lot of places. And the land around the Georgian was started to be developed, like we'd mentioned at the beginning. It's very, very developed now. In the 1960s, the hotel was actually turned into, quote, modern apartment buildings. Um, And famous philanthropist slash socialite Rose Kennedy lived there, and she was known for entertaining a lot of high society guests Mm. at the Georgian. This might be a dumb question, but is she related to the Kennedys? Yeah, she's a Kennedy. I just couldn't figure out which one. She's just in that family tree. Yeah, she's in the family tree. That's why she has the philanthropist slash socialite as her professional title. So she gets to have fun and be rich for a living. Mm -hmm. She's a professional rich lady. Nice. Yeah. Can I be a professional rich lady? I mean, me first. (laughs) That's my dream. Um, So... That was the 60s. It was these like okay. really bougie apartments. But then it was once again turned into a hotel in the 1990s, which is when I arrived in Santa Monica. Oh, wow. Look at that. It was 1997, I think, is when I, we moved there. Oh, okay. I was born in 92, but we lived in Venice. And then... Venice, by the way, is Venice Beach, California, not Venice, Italy. Yeah. Venice Beach, California in the 90s. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. (laughs) And then we moved to Santa Monica when I was about five. Um, Yeah. So even though I had seen and admired this hotel my whole life, Mm -hmm. I somehow had never heard and did not know that it was haunted. Yeah. I I mean, honestly, I didn't know until just like when we basically like the day of my birthday. So 
this is where a little story time, a little personal anecdote comes in. Yes. So like I said, I saw it was haunted when I was looking up the hotel to call them. And I intentionally did not read what <laughs> they meant by that because I do believe in ghosts. I am Irish, Mexican, American. I'm Of course I believe in ghosts. I was Absolutely, you do. raised as if ghosts were real. Mm. These were not like just stories for me. So I was like, oh, hell no. You'd have had a lot in common with the Neo-Syrians of Ashur. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure we would have had a ton in common. Absolutely. Um, so I didn't want to put any ideas in my head. I didn't want to get scared. Okay. So I didn't read anything. I was like, I'll read about it after. But then <laughs> we're at the hotel. How would you describe it? I mean, it's it's really nice. It's but it definitely has kind of like that '30s charm to it. It's I mean, but it's updated, but it's not updated. like there are certain like fixtures that like you don't see in modern times. And um, so much like the scale feels so small. Yeah, inside. like it's the the rooms are small. Like it's definitely uh, doors like it's a are holdout. small. Yeah, the elevator small. Even the the peephole is like really weird. Mm-hmm. It was like a window. Not it's a, a yeah, it's a window. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like the the really like ornate like tile. Yeah. And the floors. The bathroom. Um, the bathtub, mm-hmm. like the sink, even like it was just very like part of it was very thirties. Yeah. So when you're there, this is just to paint a picture for everyone listening. You can well obviously post photos on Instagram, um, but you can tell you're in an old place. Like it yeah. feels like oh this place has had many lives, and so we get we are celebrating with friends we get back to the hotel we check in you know we get food and then andrew and i do what we always do we've told you guys this before when we stay at a hotel we watch the history channel at yeah night. well i don't know what it is with us but that is true we always do that and we never watch the history channel like at home never well, it's probably only, because we don't have cable we don't have cable so whenever we're in a hotel we always watch the History Channel know, in bed. It's so weird. We get in the robes, the hotel robes. Yeah, because they're so comfortable. And then we watch the History Channel. So we were watching American Pickers. Yeah. Which we were new to. And I highly recommend. It's really good. It is good, yeah. Andrew falls asleep. And when Andrew falls asleep, there is no waking him. Like, it's... Nuclear weapons wouldn't wake me, you know. He's a deep, deep sleeper. Um, and so I turn off the TV... And I'm like, mm, you know, a little bit, to, to be fair, I did have a little bit in my mind like, oh gosh, haunted hotel, ha ha ha, I hope I can fall asleep. So I was a little nervous falling asleep, especially since Andrew is useless. If like a ghost or a murderer were to pop in, Andrew wouldn't be able to help me. Because I'm dead asleep. Because you're dead asleep. So I finally do fall asleep, like, like really conk out. When all of a sudden, I'm not <laughs> lying or exaggerating, I just hear a man standing beside me on the bed, uh, beside the bed, go home. That's all he said. That's the only word I heard. I just heard a man's voice say home. And I swear all of the hairs on the back of my neck, my arms, everything, like I woke up instantly Everything stood up. I had like a cold sweat. My heart was pounding because I thought for a second, like when I first woke up, that someone was in the room with us. And I was like, oh my God. And it took every ounce of courage that I have to turn around because I had my back to where the voice would have been coming from to turn around and look and no one was there. 
And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> and so I turned American Pickers right back on. <laughs> and I did not sleep the rest of the night. So I was not looking cute in the morning. When Andrew finally woke up, I told him what happened. And you very sweetly believed me right away. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You did not act like I was crazy. And so we decided to look up finally, like, well, what have people said about the hotel being haunted? Right. And so now I will tell you what others have reported of the hauntings. Yes. So when the speakeasy restaurant in the hotel is completely empty, many staff report hearing footsteps running around in the room. Guests and staff has also reported hearing loud sighs and gasps when no one is around. So imagine being in an empty room and you just hear like, (sighs) That's so creepy. Right? Yeah. But then the biggest report, um, the most frequent thing that people report is hearing a disembodied male voice greeting them saying, Good morning. So I heard a disembodied male voice saying home. So that's like kind of sad. It was really sad. Because then once we read this, I was like, wait, what if he wants to go home and he thought I could help somehow? I know I sound cuckoo bananas, you guys, but I am. So, <laughs> but, but it's the truth. <laughs> so the truth. we're not going to beat around the bush. It's freakish. Like the good, the disembodied male voice saying good morning was just so similar to what i heard it Mm -hmm. really convinced me that i heard something yeah um so did we experience a little mini haunting what do you think babe yes yeah that's as simple as that i think we did you believe me i believe yeah what do you all think weirdos please let us know yes i'm really curious i'm really curious be kind you know, but don't be too mean to me for being a little <laughs> yeah. baby about it. But it was just, I I don't know how else to explain it other than it was a very visceral experience. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, I was dreaming and it was kind of fuzzy. It felt like uh, my body was very aware that something was in the room and that's what woke me. And so that was our experience celebrating Andrew's 30th birthday in a haunted hotel the Georgian in Santa Monica, which if you all are ever in Santa Monica, definitely pop on by. They have a really good restaurant. They do. And uh, see if you could check out the speakeasy because of COVID stuff. It was closed when we went, but mm-hmm. we definitely want to go back to see the speakeasy part, especially. Yeah. I know. I definitely want to be there late and see if I hear anything. If you hear footsteps running around. Yeah. Ooh. So that is our episode on the Georgian. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts, my love? We were in the haunted hotel room, babe. Yeah. That is, that's kind of all I have to say about that. I think that's all there is to say. <laughs> I'm very curious to hear what others think. Yes. I don't think I've told anyone except you, Andrew, my therapist. Of course I told her. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's such an LA thing to say. Also my, <laughs> also my therapist. Um, and now our listeners. And yeah, now all of you guys. The most trusted folks in my life. So please tell us what do you think. And if you, oh my yes. gosh, share if you've ever experienced Yes, we really, really would like to hear that. And if you feel comfortable with us sharing your hauntings, like if you comment on the pictures of the Georgian, 
let us know if we can share on the podcast because yeah. it'd be really cool. Yeah, or if you want to just email us to even be more anonymous, then absolutely. Oh, Whatever yeah. you guys feel comfortable with. Where can they email us, love? You know what? That leads us into the, the kind of the last stretch of the episode. Yes. You can email us at historyforweirdos at gmail.com mm-hmm. or follow us on our Instagram, just simply at historyforweirdos. Yep. And then as always, we appreciate, truly appreciate all the ratings, the reviews, the people who hit subscribe because... It helps other folks find the podcast. It gives mm-hmm. us really good feedback. Um, but please communicate with us if you have had any paranormal experiences. Ooh. We'd be very thrilled to hear. And like we said at the beginning of the episode, for the next couple months, the episodes will be a little shorter. Um, this one was very special because it's mostly just about Andrew's birthday and our experience. But we will do like normal weird history episodes just in shorter format. Mm-hmm. So you can expect that next week as well absolutely and until next time weirdos until next time weirdos bye adios